You are listening to the audio podcast of Gethsemane Baptist Church, located in Long Beach, California, pastored by Eli Reynolds. Exodus chapter 20, uh, I do want to let you know at the end of the service, I'm going to be asking for money. Um, here's why. We have our beast feast coming up in two days. Brother Bartlett will be here, Al Bartlett from Louisiana. <clears throat> and I think the only L.A. he's ever been to is Louisiana. All right, I think that's it. He's never been here, and so he's in for a culture shock, you know. I saw the video. There was the table with the guns and the drugs on it. I asked Brother Yap for the service. I said, you're trying to advertise Hawthorne. Why aren't there a gun and some fentanyl on your, on your, uh, on your board back there? But it was a bad joke. Anyway, but, uh, but uh, I forgot, lost my train of thought. Beast Feast, there it is. But uh, we have five or six men from the mission in Los Angeles that want to come to the Beast Feast. And they don't have the money to do that. We've got three or four other men in our church that, that need to be here, but finances won't allow them. And so I'm not asking for money for me tonight. I wouldn't do that. I'm asking for if you can give to them. Now, it's normally $40 for adults. We're going to give them the kid price at 30 So if you could pay for some of those folks to go, and I'm going to give to that. But if you could, I'm going to ask at the end of the service just for some quick hands, not to embarrass anybody. But uh, be thinking on that, if you would, please, if you can give for some of those men to be able to go. All right, uh, Exodus chapter 20 tonight. We're in our uh, series here of the foundations of morality and how the Word of God and even the very law that was given is the basis for what we see uh, in, in, uh, in American and, and, and law, in American culture, not necessarily culture, but our, our laws and the way we live. Uh, it's all Judeo-Christian values. And, uh, of course, we've gotten away from that a lot. But the, the, the law the, 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 that God gave, the Ten Commandments and the, and the Old Testament Mosaic Law, there's so much that we see till, still today of just how to live that has come from this. And uh, so we're looking at these individually as we go along, and now we've gotten to this one. In Exodus chapter 20, we're on the third one, where we've already seen God say, there's only one God, and you are not to worship any image, not even of God himself. No images, it is only God. And now he says in verse 7, thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. For the Lord will not hold him guiltless that taketh his name in vain. Father, we ask for your blessings upon the message this evening. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The first four commandments deal with our relationship to God. The second, uh, last six commandments deal with our relationship to man. Jesus summed them up two ways. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, mind, and strength. And thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. So this third commandment, let's just jump right in and just get right to some stuff. What's in a name? Why is this important? Number one, I want you to see that your name carries your character. Your name carries your character. That's who you are. Um, There's value in your name. There is value in your name. Uh, Your name means something. It means something to others. It means something to your family. It means something, hopefully, to you. Uh, my name, Reynolds. Now, we, uh, the Reynolds clan, we came over from Scotland and Ireland about 150 years ago. 
and uh, we were Mick Reynolds. But we didn't think that, uh, I, guess, I guess my family uh, back then, of course, I can't do their thinking for them, but I know that uh, Irish immigrants weren't looked fondly upon back in the day. And so they dropped the Mick, and it was just Reynolds. And uh, so, but we came over, and, and uh, my, my grandmother was uh, a Dempsey, and apparently one of her uncles or great uncles was the bare knuckle boxer, Jack Dempsey. And uh, so I, I've got that in my blood, so don't mess with me. But anyway, um, but that, that, that name of Reynolds. Now look, we, we, I will be honest with you. In the Reynolds name directly related to me are murderers, drug addicts, people that have been to prison multiple times. It's just within my immediate family, family tree. All right, uh, and, and other things. But my name, Reynolds, means something to me. It means something to me. It means something to my family. What I'm trying to say is God's name means something to him. God's name means something. It's, there's value. Now, here are some, some of the names of God that you'll see in the Bible. Elohim, that's the word God that you see in the Bible. Elohim, it implies his power and strength. Elohim, the mighty and powerful God. Oftentimes we see it shortened to El. And if you think about it in the Bible, different names have that name of God in them. Daniel, E-L at the end. Daniel, Daniel's name means God is my judge. It has L in it. Nathaniel, gift of God. Samuel, uh, heard by God. Even uh, the place Bethel, house of God. Or Israel, prince with God. So that's the name there of God. There's also the name El Shaddai, means Lord God Almighty. El Elyon, most high God. And these are names that if we were reading in Greek, we would see. Uh, Adonai, Lord and Master. And then, of course, Yahweh or Jehovah, when you see in the Bible all capital L-O-R-D, Lord, that is the only real proper name of God is Yahweh. Now, it's also, I won't get into this tonight because I don't think you want the, the study about the Tetragrammaton, but it's uh, a four letters without uh, vowels in the Old Testament. We could talk about that a different time maybe, but it was written in all caps in our Bible to distinguish between the other Lord that's L Lord. Case O-R-D. And that's the name that God gave to Moses when he said, I am that I am. That was the name of Jehovah, of Yahweh. Does God care about his name? Absolutely God cares about his name. He, that's why he doesn't want you taking it in vain. I want you to say, secondly here, your name carries your reputation. Your name carries your reputation. That's what other people think of you. Your character is who you are, but your reputation is what other people think about you. When people hear your name, they think of something. Someone says your name or someone brings up your name to somebody, that means something. I remember we were naming four kids and we were naming every one of our kids. I remember, and you parents probably remember this too, uh, we would suggest something to the other parent. We'd say, ooh, what about the name this? And, and the other parent would be like, ooh, no, I, I knew somebody of that name. And we are not naming our kid that. I knew somebody with that. What, what, when was that? Oh, when I was in third grade. Okay, well, and you still hate that name? Yeah, absolutely. You know, because names bring up some type of reputation. When people misuse your name or when people lie about you, they are giving you a bad reputation. Some people, Christians included, have given God a bad reputation by how they use his name. So it is important. It carries a, a reputation. Uh, they attach words to God that he never said. Th- that's a wrong thing to do. Well, God just told me I need to get drunk tonight. What? No, he didn't. You know, God just told me I need to play the Powerball so I can tithe it if I win. 
excuse me, you're, you, are, you are taking lightly God's name and attaching his name to something that he didn't do or author. So be very, very careful about that. Uh, or attaching actions or attitudes to God that he never had or never did. Some people don't, this is on your sheet, some people don't think well of God because others have heard his name with their actions. And we Christians are guilty of that. Some people don't think well of God because they don't know enough about him. So that name is important. I'll never forget being in San Jose on a bus route. And for the first time in my life, meeting people who had never heard the name Jesus. And I I was shocked by that. I said, do you know who God is? No. Excuse me, have, have you heard the name Jesus? Do you know who Jesus is? No, I've never heard that. You mean Jesus? No, 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 no. I mean Jesus. And they said, we don't know who that is. And I'm thinking, in America? But there are people that don't know. And the reputation that came from me out of that, they were going to see who Jesus was by what I said and by how I lived. So we definitely do that, do give God that reputation uh, if people don't know who he is. So names are important. It carries your character. Uh, Your name carries your reputation. But thirdly, your name carries your authority. So not only who you are and uh, who other people think you are, but what you can do. Most of God's names in the Bible are actually titles of who he is. They tell you about him. You know, God's name is not Jireh. You know, we have Jehovah Jireh. That's the, the God that provides. That's part of his name. Now, we saw the proper name of God, of Jehovah. That's how we pronounce it anyway. But uh, his, God's name tells us who he is, and God's name tells us what he can do. I heard a story a long time ago when, when cars just came out, like automobiles, just came out and they were being built, and you know, the Model T was famous and you know, going all over the road and everything. There was a man broken down on the side of the road with his car. And this guy pulled up and got out of his car and came over and said, excuse me, sir, can I help you with your, with your car there that's broken down? And the man was just very indignant, very petulant, and just said, no, you don't know anything about these cars. These are new inventions. Thank you very much. Be on your way. A couple years later, when Henry Ford was writing his autobiography, he told that story. Because it was Henry Ford that the guy turned away. The man who made the car that the other guy was driving. You know, he, and now if Henry Ford would have said, excuse me, sir, I'm Henry Ford. Probably that name would have jogged something and that authority that was behind his name would have, would have come out. And that man would have known that Henry Ford was the authority on that matter. God's name is important to him. This is not just a command in the Old Testament that we need to quickly forget. We need to understand what it's really dealing with here. What this command is really dealing with is the irreverent, flippant treatment of God in general. Not just his name, but of God. And absolutely do we not see today that people are taking God's name very, very lightly. They use it, we'll get to that in a minute, but God's name is very important to him. And so God's name should be very important to us. Absolutely, it should be. It's a name that deserves honor. It's a name that deserves awe. It's a name that deserves reverence. It's a name that deserves our, our utmost care and attention when we, when, we, when we speak that name. It's not something to be taken flippantly. Let me give you some applications here tonight as we're moving quick on a Wednesday night. Number one, don't take it flippantly. Don't use God's name flippantly. Now, if you're not familiar with the word flippantly, I'll explain in a second here. I know you probably are. But what does it mean to take his name in vain? It means to take it in an improper or irreverent manner. 
It means to take it lightly or without thinking. Uh, The word flippant there, when I say don't take it flippantly, it means frivolously disrespectful. Shallow, lacking in seriousness. I think of Matthew chapter 6, verse 9, when the Lord's talking about the Lord's uh, prayer, or the, the model prayer, and he says, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. It means pure is your name. It means holy is your name. It's something to be reverenced. It's something to be taken seriously. But what do we see today? OMG. And I know that we Christians sometimes get, uh, you know, people, are you serious? You don't say the, you know, the euphemisms for God's name. You don't say, oh my, G-O-D. Come on, grow up. Excuse me. That is the name of my God. I don't see something bad happen and go, oh my faith. Oh my Jason. What a Jason thing to do. No, we don't take other people's names lightly like that. That was kind of fun though, I'm going to tell you. I may start. I may start. Don't you laugh, Anthony. I see you back there. I'm going to call your name, too. All right. But, uh, no, but, but we, this, is, this is the God that spoke worlds into existence. And he says, holy is my name. And he says, pure is my name. And we just treat it as if it's just any other name. In fact, we treat it more disrespectfully. In Psalm 111.9, he sent redemption unto his people. He hath commanded his covenant forever. Holy and reverend is his name. It's the only time the word reverend. Don't call me reverend. God's name is reverend. That's what is reverend. In Leviticus chapter 24, I won't take time to turn there. I, I give you a lot of references. You can look it up. But if in, the, in, the Le, in Levitical law, in the Old Testament, if you just took God's name in the wrong way or you swore falsely by God's name, you could be killed for that. Like that, That's how seriously God took the treatment of his name in the Old Testament. And I don't think he's changed how he feels about it. It's amazing to me. To hear people utter curse words with God's name attached to it. To say the most beautiful name in the world, Jesus Christ, and attach the most filthy cuss words to those names. It's a a shame. It's a shameful thing. We have lost the reverence of a holy God. And I can't help but think, when we stand before the throne of God in heaven and we see the one whose eyes burn as a flame of fire and we see the hair white like wool and we see the feet as burnished brass and we feel the power of his presence and we stand before him in awe thank God he loves us but as we stand before him do you think anybody in this world would dare use his name with a cuss word no they wouldn't No, they wouldn't. Because why? Because they would not say that to his face. It doesn't even make sense. It's just the devil wants to degrade everything that has to do with God. That's why hell is a cuss word now. Because he just wants to make it have no meaning. So that people don't fear it. So that people aren't afraid of it. Don't even believe it's real. It's just the devil's way of doing things. And I want you to write this in. The way you use God's name shows what you think of him. If you treat God lightly it show, and you treat his name lightly, it's showing that that's how you view God. 
I have a problem with a lot of people nowadays that treat God as if he needs to come down to my level and be my buddy and be my pal and like, you know, party goer Jesus type of mentality in Christianity. I've got a big problem with that. Why? Because Jesus did not come to earth uh, to, to, to stay here with us and that's what he came to do. No, he didn't come down to our level to, to, to stay here. He came down to our level so he could bring us up to his he didn't come down to be human and stay human. No, he brought us to, uh, he came down to heaven, to, uh, from heaven to die on the cross so that we could be in heaven with him. To lift us to that, to, to, to make us holy, not to stay unholy. A lot of people today, they try to make Jesus just somebody that's, that they would hang out with and drink beers with and, and you know, cut up with and go party with. Like, this is honestly a, a thing that so-called Christians do and it's very, it's very sickening. To those who believe in the God of the Bible. You realize in your Bible that you hold, when scribes that would copy down this book thousands of years ago, when they would come to one of the names of God, before they took their pen and paper and copied that name down, they would go bathe their bodies, change pens, before they even wrote the name of God down. That's how serious they took the name of God. And you look at what happens today, and it's a sad thing. It's not a big deal, Pastor. It is a big deal, because how we treat God's name is how we're treating God. And if we treat it lightly, boy, we're treating God lightly. And we're too, let me say this. Don't use God's name flippantly, but don't swear falsely by God's name. Leviticus 19.12, and ye shall not swear by my name falsely, neither, uh, neither shalt thou profane the name of thy God. I am the Lord. What's it mean to swear falsely? In other words, don't use God's name when making a promise and then not fulfilling the commitment. You know, uh, I, I will do this, so help me God. Well, what if you don't do it? What if you don't do it? God didn't help you? So now you're given a, you're given a, a you're swearing falsely by God's name? You know, uh, you know it, my hand to God, I will do, the, you know, let's be very careful. I know these are trivial. Th- those are kind of smaller matters. But it, it goes to a bigger matter that I'm seeing. And the bigger matter that I'm seeing is the progressive treatment of God in a lower and lower fashion. Where we're, where we're not reverencing who God is anymore. Now look, yes, we say, well, God is a God of love. God is a God of love. But remember when Moses went to the mount? Wasn't it a scary thing? Didn't he say, God, I want to see your glory? And God says, you can't or you will die. So I'm going to hide you in the cleft of the rock. I'm paraphrasing, of course. And you can see the back of me. I mean, when Moses came down, his face was shining Because he was in the presence of that holiness. Look in the Bible sometime and read when anyone got into the presence of Jesus. When he was either transfigured or came back in the book of Revelation. They all had the same response. You know what they did? They fell on their face. They fell on their face. Unbelievable that we treat God the way we do in America. And around the world, we're cheapening God's name, blaspheming him. I gave you references here to Jeremiah that there were punishments for prophets that prophesied falsely in God's name. In Exodus, uh, by the way, when we're reading here in Exodus chapter 20 and it says that uh, thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain for the Lord will not hold him guiltless. 
What does that mean, the Lord will not hold him guiltless? In other words, the Lord will not leave him unpunished. God's not going to leave a person unpunished that is just flippantly using his name. Matthew chapter 6, verse 37, But let your communication be yea, yea, nay, nay, for whatsoever is more than these cometh of evil. And then James says basically the same things in James 5.12. But above all things, my brethren, swear not, by, neither by heaven nor by the earth, neither by any other oath, but let your yea be yea and your nay, nay, lest you fall into con- in condemnation. So uh, again, just uh, I want us to understand that, yes, we need to be careful as far as, you know, not writing, oh, my G-O-D, or when we get upset saying Jesus' name in a flippant manner, or even the euphemisms, you know, that come, uh, that are there, you know, golly and gosh and all these type of things. You know, we, I understand, yes, let's be careful about those. But the bigger issue we're talking about here, the bigger issue here is making sure that we never lose the reverence that we have for God. That's the issue. That we don't lose the fact that he is a holy, sinless God. That is the big problem that we're facing now. And I want to say thirdly here, don't take it lightly that you carry God's name. Don't treat his name flippantly. Don't, you know, don't invoke his name to show how angry you are. Don't invoke his name, you know, for some false oath that you may or may not keep that makes God look bad. But also... Be very careful that you remember that when you got saved, you became a Christian, a Christian, a little Christ, a follower of Christ. And you know what name you bear when you go out to work tomorrow? You know what name you bear when you go to uh, uh, the, the, the ranch market over here, the Gonzalez market, whatever it's called, that has the wonderful Mexican food on cherry? You know what I'm talking about. I'm hungry. But you know that place, you know, the, the name that you carry when you go there, I got the name wrong. I can never remember. Northgate. Let's dismiss in prayer. Uh, no, but uh, you, you know the name that you carry. Well, yeah, I carry the name Eli Reynolds. You carry your name, but you also carry Christ's name. Because most people have never read the word of God. They don't know anything about the reputation of Jesus or God, except for maybe something they saw on a TV show or a movie made by Mel Gibson or, you know, uh, some chosen show made by some Mormons or Catholics, whatever it is. I'm not putting all those things down. I'm saying they, they don't know Jesus, but they know you. And you say, I am a follower of Christ. And they're going to say, okay, I will judge whom you serve by how you serve. And that's what's going to happen. So don't forget that you carry the name of Christ. When my, when my wife and I got married. She took my name. I was going to take the name Ray, but uh, we decided against that. She took my name, and she is now Faith Reynolds. That means something to me. That, that name means something to her. When you got saved, you took Christ's name. His reputation is on you. I want to just say this. Don't bring dishonor upon God's name. Don't bring dishonor. It was David in the Old Testament. When he sinned with Bathsheba, he committed adultery with another man's wife. She got pregnant. He winds up getting the other husband killed to hide his sin. And this is the sweet psalmist, the man after God's own heart. Nathan the prophet comes to him and says this, Howbeit, by, because by this deed thou hast given great occasion to the enemies of the Lord to blaspheme. 
He said, David, one of the worst things about this is that all the people that are watching Israel, Israel is supposed to be a light to show the unsaved heathen who God is, the God of Israel is. And one of the worst things about this, yeah, you got a man killed, the baby died, you got, it's horrible. But one of the worst things about this is that you gave all the enemies of God an excuse to blaspheme his name. Wow. The world has expectations of Christians. They do. Uh, When we don't act like Christians, they do what they have been wanting to do, which is point the finger at God. We mess up as pastors, Christian servants, leaders, lay people. When we mess up, people go, see, I knew you were fake. I knew it was all a sham. But when they see you go through a trial and you're still praising the name of your God, they say, maybe it's real. Maybe it's real. I just wonder how many people have gotten saved because they watched a Christian. The man that got saved in our church this last week, Herschel, born in India, speaks that language, all of that. I mean, he was from there, came over here, met his wife, working at a job. She came into his store, and uh, she was a Christian, got saved many years ago at another church here in Long Beach. And every day, he's watching her. They told me this on Sunday. He said, I just watched her. She, she, she was really serious about God. She bought me a Bible, and we started reading a page of the Bible every week. When he came to my office on Sunday, that man was so ready, so ready. Grew up a Hindu, grew up in Hinduism. And he said, but I want this, and I want to be involved. Why? Because he watched a real Christian. He watched somebody that loved Jesus through thick and thin. So that's what we got to remember as Christians. 2 Timothy 2.19, and let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. Wow. So tonight, again, just to recap as, we, as we're about to pray, the issue here, the big issue, is how are we viewing and treating God and his name? Is it a flippant thing? Is it just, you know, he's my buddy, he's my pal, you know, we, I think there ought to be a close relationship. But I know this, my dad and I are very close, but there is still some fear in me. Fear when it comes to that relationship. I will not treat my dad as if he is lower than me. Or even equal ground. Why? Because there is a certain reverence there. You can be close and still be reverent. Let's make sure we know that balance. On your sheet here, are you mindful of the fact that you carry God's name? Are you treating God and his name with proper reverence? I think that's the illustration, that, that's, that, that's the application for us today. Let's treat God and his name with the utmost reverence, remembering that his name shows us who he is, what others think of him, and what he can do.